Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, there's been a number of near-miss incidents between aircraft in the United States that have caused deep concern for the FAA, the Federal Aviation Authority in the United States. To explain what's going on, I'm joined by Kevin Byrne, retired Air Corps Lieutenant Colonel, lecturer in aviation safety management at DCU. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, they always say that the most dangerous part of any flight is taking off or landing. Uh, What happened in these cases? Well, we'll just take one at JFK Airport, known to many Irish people, John F. Kennedy in in, in, um, New York. It's an extremely busy place. I had the privilege of being in the cockpit uh, on one departure when we flew in the government jet there. You have to be absolutely on your toes to listen to what the air traffic controllers are saying. There's no time for misinterpretation. But on the 13th of January, uh, Delta Airlines aircraft was about to take off on the runway in the normal way. And just as they were about to rotate, they saw an, an American Airlines crossed from right to left. And obviously, it had um, misunderstood the uh, communication, so it was a very near miss. Had the aircraft uh, not been able to stop, Delta was able to stop about 100, and, I think about 200 meters short of the aircraft crossing in front of it. There would have been a fireball, something like Tenerife. Uh, and uh, yeah, the Americans are proud of their safety record in that they haven't had a fatal accident since 2009, and I, I hadn't realised that. So th- that was a near miss. The unusual part about this is the American Airlines um, pilots would be inv- normally have an investigation, and they'd be, you know, asked questions and so forth, and they refused to cooperate with the, uh, the Federal Aviation Authority. I don't know if that was legal advice, but it's very unusual in America, mm. so that case is continuing to run in New York. Yeah. Now, there was a, a FedEx pilot uh, who was landing in Austin, Texas. Yes, that's, that's uh, going back uh, just a couple of weeks ago, 4th of February. Austin Bergstrom is the name of the airport, quite a, quite a big place. Um, Southwest Airlines, it was just before dawn, so it was dark and a tiny bit foggy. Southwest Airlines, in the normal way, lined up and was given clearance to take off a 737. And on final approach, some miles behind for the same runway, was a, a FedEx. It was a 767, a big freighter, a wide-body aircraft coming into land. But what happened was the Southwest 737 took 20 seconds to sit on the runway. It didn't actually roll. The air traffic controller didn't realize that because there was no surface movements radar. He couldn't actually see it clearly. And he gave clearance to land to the FedEx. But in fairness to the FedEx pilots, they were looking out and saw that the red lights flashing or whatever they were hadn't moved and decided to initiate a go-around. And, of course, it's heavy. T- when you're in a heavy aircraft, you've got to get the uh, engines running again, the aircraft undercarriage up, that kind of thing. And they flew right over the 737, which by then had begun to run and was committed to the takeoff. So you had one aircraft taking off beneath a heavy aircraft sitting on top. And the distance between them was about 110 feet. So uh, luckily, the uh, FedEx pilots knew and turned a little bit away, and they put max rate climb up, so they got away from it. It, it lasted a few seconds. But it could, again, have been a very... Yeah. 
fatal and, uh, you know, serious accident in that regard. And then there was another one on January 23rd involving a United Airlines uh, 777 and a, a smaller plane at Honolulu Airport. Yes, indeed. Um, and indeed, Honolulu features again because... Um, not only are there near misses like that, but just before Christmas uh, at uh, Maui Island, um, the United 777 took off. And uh, for, for reasons that are not quite clear, having gone through 2,200 feet, now we're talking about a very heavy aircraft flying all the way into uh, Los Angeles, for example, you know, full of fuel, full of people, holiday destination in both cases. And it went through 2,200 feet, slow climb, and then it descended to, uh, for reasons that are not yet clear, to 775 feet all over the Pacific, scaring everybody and, you know, putting everybody in a bad way. It looks as if, um, despite the pilots having 25,000 flying hours between them, the, it looks as if they set, somebody set the wrong autopilot setting on departure. So instead of climbing away to the natural cruising altitude, it dived to the sea. And of course, in the dark, you don't realize what's happening. You, you have a thing called startle. So it took them a number of seconds to realize that the aircraft was not performing. And then they were asking the questions, what went wrong? But in fairness to the pilots, they did report themselves. The aircraft flew normally and safely without damage on and reported the incident to the appropriate authority when they got to now, the mainland. It, it may be coincidence, but uh, such a frequency of incident over a period of weeks yes. uh, should give the FAA cause for concern. What is going on? I don't know if it's not to do with politics because some of these incidents take place and they don't get the, the publicity. The, um, the new head of the Federal Aviation Authority has been nominated by President Biden, so there's an acting head there, a Mr. Nolan. Uh, but the point is the... Um, the designated head has been held up with these congressional hearings. So I suspect that the Republicans are making political hay from this because, as I say, they haven't had a, a, a fatal accident since 2009, which is a very good record considering the numbers now after COVID are as high as they were over the continental USA as they had been beforehand. So they're, they're at about 105% of what they were. People really want to go flying. When you look at the numbers flying and the number of safe takeoff take, take and landings, uh, you know, none of these uh, were fatal, thank goodness, uh, but there were close near misses. And they do warrant investigation and the Americans are very good at that and are good at putting in training and future you know, safety elements to stop it happening uh, again. Finally, Kevin, what about drones at Dublin Airport? Um, is there anything that can be done? Well, yes, what about that? I was astounded when I, when I heard it last night. I, I couldn't believe it. I said, for goodness sake, there was a meeting held about this, as you know, I think chaired by the Minister for Transport. But look, there's a couple of things that I've discounted straight away. One is a sniper rifle. The second is dropping uh, nets on these drones from other helicopters or, or other drones. But there is a feature which can't be got because since, uh, since this happened, I've, I've received online brochures for, you know, uh, anti-drone devices. One or two are very well worthwhile looking at. One is a rifle. It fires a beam of concentrated microwaves and it disrupts the signals received by these things. The range might be a kilometre. The version that fits on a four-wheel drive, it's expensive, but it has a range of two kilometres guaranteed allegedly to work in all weather. And what you do is someone reports this. And by the way, we have been lucky, Pat, that people working on the airfield have spotted these things because my fear is that there'll be one sitting on runway and a 777 takes off and sucks it into an engine. And then where are we? We're making it extremely unsafe. So this, this thing fitted to the back of a four-wheel drive. We have a 24-7 uh, team of people working in the uh, crash rescue, the board control unit, the airport police, and all this kind of thing, maintenance people. So it can be done. Any of those could be trained on this. You fire this thing at the drone, and it knocks it down, and it lands on your patch, and then you have, you know, some detection to do to see who fired it. The second thing is, 
somebody who's doing this now on the expanded perimeter of Dublin Airport, which has got bigger because of the second runway, there are spots from which these things are being, uh, you know, used and, and deployed after dark because in daylight it's, it's much easier to spot them. On, on Garda Shikon, I could send a couple of guys out on motorbikes, you know, to these places after dark, either, you know, fully marked up or undercover or whatever it might be. It's not that hard to work out what the spots are and then see, you know, as a deterrent, is this going to happen? If you can, you catch the guy and, you know, you take the court action that's required because this is happening at fantastic, you know, routine numbers now almost. And luckily last night there were no diversions. Diversions cost a fortune. There were aircraft held on the ground and held, you know, the holding patterns. But it's, it's disruptive and it's extremely unsafe and it really should be nipped in the bud. Kevin Byrne, retired Air Corps Lieutenant Colonel, lecturer in Aviation Safety Management at DCU. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.